Today's episode is about building a binge-worthy brand, but not in the way that you might expect. Because while most of today's marketing experts are telling you that you need to have professional brand images and this beautiful aesthetic and compelling copy and to build your following on multiple platforms, and while yes, these things are important to a degree, the real secret to a binge-worthy brand is not your content. It's not your aesthetic. It's not even your brand scheme or your logo, or your messaging. It's your presence. Globally ranked among the top shows in business and education, we're known for helping overworked online business owners navigate the ups and downs on the way to seven figures. Each week, you're going to learn how to get the right systems, structure, and support in place so you can build a self-sustaining business that thrives in a rapidly changing digital environment and grow through what you go through to create the greater income, influence, and impact you deserve. This is Anti-Fragile Entrepreneurship. Welcome back. You're listening to Anti-Fragile Entrepreneurship. This is episode 176, and I'm joined here on the show today by JJ, an international speaker and the founder of Ace of Spades Media. Jay has been trusted by some of the world's most notable brands, brands that I guarantee you love. I'm not going to do any name dropping here, but go check out Jay's website and you'll see what I mean. Jay has helped them gain media awareness and brand recognition for their companies. But what's most interesting about Jay, and what I find most fascinating, is that in 2004, he started his career as a magician. But like most people in the show business, he thrived in this show but failed in the business. He got rejected more times than he could count. And in 2009, he almost gave up. But he didn't let it stop him. And he decided to pivot and start teaching magic tricks on a brand new video platform that we now know and love as YouTube. And 500 videos later, his channel became the number one how-to magic channel in the world with over 57 million views and seen in over 150 countries. Now, during this time, journalists started reaching out to him and putting him in the press and featuring him on TV shows. And because of it, he was able to triple his fees, and he was even offered his own magic show in Vegas. But it was then that he realized one thing, that all along, it was never about the tricks or about how talented he was. It was about learning how to sell himself, not the magic. So if you want a brand that people rave about, even if you're a personal brand, especially if you're a personal brand, Jay is going to share his blueprint for getting millions of people to follow you, engage with you, and ultimately do business with you. Jay, welcome. I'm excited to have you here today. Thank you. Thank you. I feel like I'm going to get drilled like Larry King right now. Oh, very, very like, roll up my you know, what, happened in, what happened in Vegas in 2011? I'm like, I wasn't there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it I wasn't me. This is going to be a great conversation. Uh, you know, you are someone who has built a ton of influence in your career with your brand. You've been an international speaker for 15 years now. 
What I'd really love to hear from you, Jay, to kick us off is how has your own message evolved over time? And what motivates you to continue sharing it with people around the world? Well, well, firstly, thanks for having me. Did you did, did you come from the TV background, the journalism background? I did not. It's very it's it's very it's very authentic. It comes across like, yeah, this 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 girl's been trained before. Nope. <laughs> you know all the pros. So maybe maybe uh, th- this is a new career for you. Maybe this is a new play for you. So I want to I want to applaud you for that. So the question was asked, how long have I been sharing my message and like kind of why I've been sharing my message? Yeah. And how has that message evolved over the time that you've been sharing it? Well, look, I started my career in Australia 17 years ago. I wanted to do two things. I wanted to stand on stage and tell people my story. And, you know, I started in show business, right? I started as a magician. I started as a comedian. And, you know, that's just why I always style up and, and still wear bright colors because I have a big ego, you know, pe- peacock peacock mentality as we call it. So I my message has always been, I, I believe it's it's built from time because you it's you, you got to figure out your voice you got to figure out your story and it was at the beginning to like get people's attention to make them have a good time and then as it evolved from magic to tv hosting to speaking to now helping people really go from where they're at to where they want to get to the message has evolved into like finding my core my core why and my core way of captivating an audience and and sharing and really speaking to someone's soul. So I think it was very it was very soft at the beginning of my career because I didn't know. I didn't know how to connect on that deep level. Mm-hmm. And I think this is what's happened with me. I started with using magic as the way to get at someone's attention. Then it was like TV hosting and and very much like very fun and playful. But now it's like to a level where I'm having very serious conversations with people about really like what's the fear that's holding them back from getting to their dreams, the PR, the media, that's just the tangible stuff what people buy because it makes sense. But what I'm really doing now with my message is like every day when I speak to people, it's hard because I have to, I'm hearing people will say one thing, but they mean something else. And like, it's, it's very challenging pushing people through their fears and their limiting beliefs and their thoughts of money and their thoughts of self. Like, do I, do I deserve to share this story? Why would someone listen to me? So I know that was a long winded answer. However, that that's where it's at today. I love that you bring this up because this is something that I have struggled with in my career and have since learned how to do and become very passionate about is you learning what power your voice carries, mm. whatever your message is, whatever mm. your work line of work is, whatever you're here to do, but recognizing that you do have a message worth hearing. And like you said, you deal with a lot of people who don't really believe that. And I'm curious to know, was there a time in your career where you struggled to believe that as well? It's funny you asked this. I got asked this a question the other day on a podcast. Belief I'm really fortunate because I traveled since I was very young, like 17 by myself. Like when kids would go to spring break, as we, we call it, we call it schoolies, which is spring break here in America, right? So it's like you go and party in Cabo and get loose and have fun and be naughty. But I actually went and traveled. So, cause that really wasn't what, what drove me. Right. And I feel like the belief of me has always been there. So to your question, it's never really been a problem of like 
I've never non not I've never been scared in the way of to share. I think it's figuring out what which people or what platform or what area do I share with. That's been the 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 vulnerability part from my life running around the world. Yes, I loved it. However, finding who where I was meant to be. That was that was probably the most scariest part, the fear. Because I'm like, I'm doing this one thing, but it's not working, right? I'm not like gravitated towards the people I'm speaking to. So that's what happened in COVID. You know, I lost, I was speaking to corporations and like, it was not who I was meant to help. They would nod and agree. Citibank would be like, yeah, 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 this is great. Then Monday morning, they're back in the same position as they were before. I'm like, that's not exciting for me. Why am I working so hard to make a living to help these people when they're just literally taking my notes going yeah and then throwing it out of the window like Mm -hmm. so yeah to your question i I think it's just been for me like how finding the right people and platform and stage to share yeah and those those things all have to come together because if not it won't be personally fulfilling for you and as you just described it's like wait why am i working so Mm. hard to help people that don't want Mm. my help that don't appreciate Mm. it that don't value what i do bring to the table and what i can offer but Jay, you're someone who I've followed for a while now, and I feel like you bring a lot of yourself into your brand and into what it's, you it's all me. Yeah, it's, it's all you. me. <laughs> but it's this energy and it's this Yeah, it's all me. Yeah, but- loud, loud Australian guy, right? That's got a lot to say. But I deliver. That's the other thing. I said this to someone last night. Like, man, you always like you always like got this pet presence. I'm like, yeah, but I deliver. Like I give results. Like I, I don't talk. Like there's so much of this going on the internet. This is and there's so much of this fake it till you make it, lie till you die. Like I get. I come from show business, so I know what the feeling of is like to to to. You know, women do it every day. You put on makeup, right? Right. I style my hair. Like the, and there are elements of we want to look the perfect person, right? Otherwise, we would just do nothing. And so, but uh, but I'm tired of like this fake it till you make it and people just lying. It's like, if you're going to lean into your personality, you lean into it, just do it. Because it just, it breaks the mold. Like people like, well, at least he's being honest. People love that. They don't get you at the beginning. They think you're weird. Then they're looking for the, oh, it's just, this is just an act. Then they say, oh, this is the real person. And then they fall in love with you. Because people fall in love with the person that they know who they are. At the beginning, they don't get it because it's uncommon. People are waiting for the, oh, hang on. Yeah, but wait. I know this is not really him or this is really her. Oh, shivers. This is the real person? Oh, I'm so, I, I love him or her for who they are. I don't get it, but I love them. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. I think when we are courageous enough to show up as who we are and not hide that from people. It helps others be seen or feel seen in the sense Mm. that, yes, it gives them permission to do the same, but that's the connection piece. And I see that that connection at the heart of everything that you do. You know, you're Mm. in publicity, you help people get media, you help people get visible, right? You help them get all those cool logos they could put on their website and say, seen in, you know, all these fancy places. And that's awesome. But the way that you do it is so unique, I feel, because Mm. I know a lot of people who do publicity and it's a great field. You know, it's a difficult field to be in. It's a lot of competition. 
And one of the things that stands out to me about your work is that everything's really built on the relationship that you're looking, you know, when you're trying to get in front of that decision maker, Mm. it's how can I stand out, not because of who I am or how many, you know, amazing things I've done in my life, but it's about how can I stand out to this person on their level in a way that they connect with and that they understand. Mm. And I would love for you to speak to that. Why is this the heart of what you do? Like, yes, you're teaching people how to get noticed, but the way you teach them to do it is to go the extra mile to create real connection. You know, your pizza box Mm. or your giant gift are great examples of that. Talk to us about that. Why is that so important, especially in today's day and age? Well, yeah, just to give the the listeners like context here. So on my Instagram, on my on my at JJ Live, J-A-Y-J-A-Y-L-I-V-E, you can learn a lot about. I give a lot of daily content, things that are tangible, tactical. Doesn't you don't need to pay a coach or pay me lots of money to implement. It's like, oh, that makes sense. I can do that. Oh, I never thought it from that way. This stemmed from me not having any support or manager or an agent or coaches when I was young. I didn't have any support. I had to do it on like guerrilla marketing. I didn't know anything. And back in 2005, yeah, the internet was out, like, but we was, I was still rocking like DVDs and tapes. So there wasn't the accessibility to be like, put one question into YouTube and then you could get answers. So a lot of the things I had to learn was like, learn it from the ground up. And I realized that people buy into you and people, they, if, they re- if you really show them you care and you connect with them, it trumps everything. Like, you know, yeah, they've got to be qualified to spend money with you. I get that. But like, let's say you have 50 people who are ready to give you money. Why is this one person choosing you and this one person not choosing you? Or why is this person choosing you when you are definitely not as qualified as this other company or this other person? But there's a, there's, there's a reason. What is that? So I, I feel like it's been for me the only way that I've been able to I had to learn it the hard way because I didn't have the industry knowledge to like lean on. So I had to be like, well, I can't get the client or get this speaking event because I'm the most experienced. I don't have the rich manager. I don't come from, you know, LA, California. So what, what else am I bringing to the table to be different, right? To, to, to be unique. And I feel like a lot of people forget that. Even for me, you know, I still lose deals all the time. And I'm like, maybe I shouldn't have, maybe I should have done, maybe I should have connected further before going in. Right. Mm-hmm. So does that answer your question? Like, it does. I think the connection's important. And you mentioned something else. How do you differentiate? Right. And how I'm curious to know, and this is my question to you next is how do you help people differentiate themselves? It is a very noisy marketplace out there. There are a lot of people who are all doing the same thing in whatever, you know, name your industry. There's a ton of coaches doing that thing. There's a ton of businesses doing that thing. What are some of the strategies that you teach and also use for your clients that you work with on the agency side to help them get Mm -hmm. noticed by the media when there are tons of people out there pitching maybe something similar because they're representing Mm -hmm. someone else who does something similar. Let's talk about that differentiation Mm -hmm. piece. Yeah, there, there, there are two strategies here. The, the one strategy, which is the easiest to do, but the hardest thing to start is content marketing because you're selling you. You've been watching me before this phone call. You feel like you know me more than when we met through through our community that we're in. 
you saw me, you heard me, you watched me, you're getting involved, building the relationship. So content marketing is great, but most people are scared to do it. So I'm like with people, like if you really want to stand out and be differentiate yourself, you have to show up and, and, and put this content out. Like no one can be like, well, I saw this the other day. No, you didn't because it's you. So that would be the that would be the first start. Like my serious clients that really want to go to that next level, they see the value of that because it's brand building and wealth. It's like putting your real estate on the internet over years. So that's one way. And then the the other way that I would would like for someone to get wins quickly is like, what is the hook? We call it a hook in PR, right? What is going to catch them? So you're a business coach. Great. Like no one cares. And I have to be, this is where I think, this is where I feel like I get a, I, I win a lot more with people because I'm not afraid to tell people the truth because I come from show business where they would look at you in LA and they'd be like, you're fat, you're ugly. And they can say that like, LA is the only place in the world where like racism, stereotypes, prejudice, like sex, because you're going for a role. So they can be extremely clear and be like, whether it's truth or not, they're like, the director, you're too fat for this role. And as an actor, as an entertainer, you just have to be like, okay, but you get hurt. You know, I've had all the worst things. You're too funny. You're too loud. You're too big ears. Like, so, so I think, because I've come from that background of like the reality of like sometimes why people aren't choosing you, I'm allowed to lean into and be like, great, you're a business coach that's made six figures in a month or six figures in a year. Great. No one cares. Like no one cares. Like why? Like what is that one thing? Oh, I've coached with the Dalai Lama. No one cares. What else? We have to go to like a deeper level. So I think to your question to like find the ways for people to stand out, what is that? Why do people remember you? What is the one thing that like makes you really different? Right. I try to use stories a lot. Like I'm like, Hey, listen, let's say we're going to go for lunch for Richard Branson. We're literally like, or I say name a celebrity or name someone you look up to. So they say Richard Branson. I'm going, great. We're going to go for lunch with him. We have 10 minutes. He has $2 million to invest in your company. He's got it. He's in, he's ready. Like he actually told me he's ready to give it to you, but you got to go in and impress him. What are you going to say? And then you you put them on the spot, and uh, 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 exactly, exactly. So if you can't tell me how you're different now, how are you going to tell the market you're different on television, in Forbes, right? So and I'm the same too. Like, how do I separate myself? How do I differentiate myself? So a lot of people, I don't even think they know the answer. Being good isn't good enough anymore. Having good winning clients is is okay, but you'll always stay at that same level of income or impact. You, how do you get everybody thinking of you as go to, as like, oh, that's cool, that's unique, right? Do you think it's because as whatever you are and whatever you do, right? Maybe you're a coach, you know, you teach whatever your industry is, your photographer, whatever your business is. That sometimes we're too close to it, Jay. Like sometimes mm-hmm. because we're in it every day. We're in the weeds mm. of what we do. We know it better than anyone, that mm. it can be difficult to articulate. Do you see this a lot with your clients? Do you think that has any bearing on why they have you know, a difficulty being able to say like, this is why I'm different. This is what I do is that they struggle to even see it. I know this is something I've struggled with. This is why I bring it up. And I'm curious to hear your take on it. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, of course. That's, this is why people, this is why branding agencies will hire other branding agencies. 
This is why publicists will hire other publicists. This is why coaches will hire other coaches. You're not alone. You're, you're, it's not weird. We, you know, what's the classic saying? We don't see the picture when, when, when we're in the frame. Like you don't see the problem when you're in it every day, right? So this is why people have people like me to tell them the truth. And and and, and you, need to, you need to share with them like the reality of what they don't see. Yeah, you, you know, ego is ego is a, a great win for us, but it's also a terrible win for us because it we lose track of reality. Like if you keep getting wins in, yeses and clients and deals, right? I get it. Congratulations. But because that's from your little community. Now I'm going to take you out of your community and put you in the big the the, the deep blue sea with sharks that will eat you out, eat you and spit you out for breakfast. It's going to be hard for you. Like it's you are you ready? to understand the reality. And I think sometimes I'm like the, I'm like the messenger boy <laughs> before you go to the next Island. I'm like, Hey, before we go to this next Island, I just want to let you know what's going to happen. These things will happen. So yeah, I think it's important for me to give people the reality of this is what it's going to take. And this is what things you need to be ready for. And I think to kind of answer another question here, cause it, you know, a lot of people feel this the way saying so they feel this, feel this when they come out and try to put their brand out there is rejection is usually the biggest problem. People don't move forward. The feeling of I'm going to be judged. The feeling I'm like, yeah, you are. And people think they're tough. They're not. That takes one comment, one day, one time. And you, you're out like you, you, you're broken. You know, let's say, let's say a guy or a girl, let's say a woman's on, on, on that time of the month and she's really emotional, Right. She's in the morning. She just got out of the gym. She's having a smoothie. She sees a comment come up on her phone. Like, really? That's what you wore for the last video? Like, that could just break her. Same thing with guys. You're on the top of the world. You're just taking your wife out for your beautiful dinner. You look at your phone, you know, while she's in the bathroom. Oh, cool. And then you get an email. This is the worst piece of content I've ever seen. Like, this is the reality of what it's going to take. And I think a lot of people are not ready for, the, for, the, for that. It's tough. Yeah. Can you describe a time where you've experienced that in your career? Something that really stung. You know, you're out there swimming with the sharks and something just kind of hit you and you go, ooh, I did not see that. Yeah. That hurt. Yeah. Should, should, <laughs> hey, Sarah, should we get out the scroll of like my emotions right now? <laughs> bring, bring, bring out the suitcase of all the, the, all, all the issues. So, you know, I tend to block these things out. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. You know, when, when I came to America, when I came to America in 2017, I got my visa. I came in with a lot of, like a lot of belief in myself. I'm like, I got this, came to LA to be a TV host. And I came in the hardest city to make it, hardest industry and city to make it in the world. Show business in Los Angeles, please. Like the, no one has given me another industry that's harder to make it than show business. Cause there's always a way to make it work. Music, acting, singing, whatever. So I would say the it was just peop, it was me not understanding why things weren't working and that's what hurt me the most. I now remember I'd go for these interviews and auditions and the issue at hand was like I felt like it was about talent and I felt like you had to be the best. It wasn't that that wasn't the problem. The problem is I didn't know why I didn't get the job. And like, that's what hurt me the most. Like, that's what really bothered me. That was like the biggest thing where I just got 
it was the uncertainty of not knowing why. That's what bothered me because I want to fix it. Mm. Like if you say, Jay, I'm not going to work with you with this proposal because, you know, I feel like it's not a great fit or I just don't have the money. Great. At least we understand why. How can I work on this? Is it my fault? Is it, you know, what can I do to fix it? If someone says just no to you, no. Over and over and over and over again without having any understanding, like that, that eats you alive. I don't know if that was a great answer to your question. It wasn't really one thing or one time, but that over a while just eats at you because you're in this limbo. Like, what do I do? And then people just give you this like very cute advice. Oh, just work harder. Just go to more classes. Like, dude, that doesn't help me. Like, cause like, you know, is it me? Is it them? What am I doing? Am I, should I be here? So Mm -hmm. how did you work through that? I spoke to a lot of people. I spoke to a lot of people about like what I'm going through, but I left what I, what I worked through that. And when I realized the reality, I look at reality, not look at like what people tell me. I look at like all the other actors and people in the business I'm like, why are people not making it? Like, why are people struggling here? Like, you can be on top of the world as as, a, as an actor, and then next minute you're working at, like, Whole Foods. Like, someone explained that reality to me. I didn't get it. And I kept seeing it, and I'm such a visual learner. I look at patterns, and I look at people. And because of my industry, what I did for a long time, like, my job was to to influence people, to get them to listen to me and have them in the palm of my hands. So I could walk into any room, 500 people, and just like that in 15 seconds, everyone would listen to me. That's that's power. It's like, you know, I use it in a good way, right? So I would, my job was to see things, understand things. It's like, that doesn't make sense. So I think how I got out of that was I realized, what is my why behind doing this? Am I doing the wrong thing here? Or can I create this in a different way? But I saw the the darkness and the and the 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 rabbit hole of uncertainty and security drugs drinking in if i went down this path like look at a lot of these actors like robin williams and like look, look just listen to what they say like listen to what they say it's the same stuff like this it's not real and it's like you're high on life and then you don't have work it's like mentally it's taxing and, and i got out of it by not playing that game i'm like this game is not wood good this pool this deep blue sea of this life is not worth it i don't this isn't it for me and i think applying that even to the business space you know the majority of our listeners are running a business they want to build influence Mm. they want to build their visibility they want to be seen and yeah sure we've all got our ego tied up in that and i think that's the biggest thing to your point earlier about not putting ourselves out there not showing up because, oh, today I don't feel like it. Or today I'm just not in the mood. Or today I just feel like, oh, I don't yeah. know. I've got too much going on today, right? Okay. And and we give our power away when we do that. I'm guilty of it. You know, I've, I've started and stopped my content strategy. Jay, I can't even tell you how many times, right? And I, I'll get to this creative burnout place and then I'll come back from it. Be like, okay, we're going to go for it. And then I'll burn myself out again. And finally have started to figure out how to work through and around that because of my why, because it is important to me to get my message out there. But I think what we see a lot, at least, you know, if you scroll social media for two seconds, you see a lot of people who have made it 
and a lot of people who are struggling to make it. What do you think is the difference that separates the two of them? I think there's two answers for this. Let, let's 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 tap on like firstly the perception of who's made it. Mm. Let's just be real. Like they look like they've made it, and maybe they've made it, but you don't know like the 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 14 years before that. Like before we quick to like look at us, I'm quick to look at. Hang on a second. Do we know the reality of the the space here? Like it's, I remember when stuff stuff came out. Like oh, you can make 10 grand or five figures a month by doing TikToks. I'm like, yeah, that girl's selling the program, but yeah, but she's also had an influence. She has an email list. She's running money on ads. She's obviously attractive and speaks well. So you have all these variables in her corner and you're, you know, John Smith from Iowa that has an idea that buys the program. Like, John, you don't understand of all the other things you're missing here. She's selling you on the idea, but like, what about all this stuff underneath the so, so I'm quick to tell people before you believe that, let me just tell you the reality, right? And I like what you said about the why. I, I just, you just, you like a video I just posted on my Instagram this morning. Find the person's why. Like if you look at my Instagram, you know, it'll be on my stories. I'm, I'm speaking at an event. Like what's your why? 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 And then I feel like a lot of people don't have the right support and guidance of what they're doing. They don't have the right, like, just be, anyone can do videos, but the thing is you need to be able to have the right strategy behind that. Otherwise, you're wasting time. And I think the biggest thing, this is where the ego comes into play. Like, if people say I've been doing content for, like, six months and it's not working, I'm quick to find out. I can tell them the reason why, right? I'm like, show me that you did it for six months. Who have you been working with? Oh, no one. So you're just doing it on your own and just like randomly doing it. And I just shut up because they need to understand where they made their fault because they're quick to blame everything else. I'm doing this. I'm doing this. I'm trying this. What, who, who, how, who did you pay to give you the right guidance to do this? Oh, no one. Okay. Yeah. And, and let them, and let them realize, oh yeah, he's got a good point. Right. Well, I know that you're on a mission to help people get more visible, right? You've experienced a lot of that yourself in your career, the good and the bad, but also helping people get their message out there. So mm -hmm. if there was something you were to leave our audience with today, those listening right now who are here listening to every word that you've said, Jay, and they're like, yeah, I get it. And what's, what's the next step I need to take? What would you tell them? First, first step you need to take, take is you need to stop telling yourself you're an introvert and you're shy i say this the words you tell yourself will either make you fly or make you die will fuel you or fail you will bring you up or bring you down before we go out and look at the world let's look at the inner yo are you telling yourself every day you're not attractive you don't deserve it no one wants to hear my story oh what i do is silly yeah tell yourself that and that will keep happening so first thing is like what are we telling ourselves? And second thing, whether you work with me, whether we work with you, like don't make the mistake I did for so many years for my ego is like go out and invest into something, in someone, in some way, whether it's a hundred on an e-learning course, 10,000 for, I don't care. Like why, who told you that you're supposed to know the answer? <laughs> 
even I'm speaking to myself right now, I got to think of something like, why am I, why am I trying to figure it out? Like when, when, why, whose ego is that? Like, yo, this is the amount of money I can, I can, you know, comfortably spend without going broke right now on to, to getting help. Who is the best person with this investment that I can use to help me? How nice is that from just a letting go from a mindset play? I've got money. I need help. Who can help me? Then you trying to like spend nine days to figure it out all yourself, which right. is frustrating, bothers you, doesn't work. Why do we do this? Or 90 I'm days not- or nine months or nine years, yeah, right? Or nine years. You know what I mean? Like, and the same thing with relationships, like same thing with like dating, same thing with like health, same thing with spiritual. Like why are we trying to figure it out all by ourselves? I'm not, and I'm not being harsh on the audience. I'm being harsh on me because this is a pain. 10 years that I spent too long to like, why am I trying to figure it out all myself? What? And, you, and here's the great thing too. You don't always need money. Money is just a, is just the way that we transact time right now. Right. But there are other ways. If you're creatively don't have the funds, be creative. Can you give your value to them in some way? Can you do something for them in some way? Money is just, you use that to get their respect and attention, which everybody should do. Hey, I, I want your time. How much does it cost you for an hour of your time? Right. That's a great tangible piece of, of value for people. Like respect people's time. Don't try to do win-win. You know, when people say, oh, let's do a win-win. Like you don't have money. <laughs> <laughs> Collaborate. You don't have money. I'm not going to say that. Right. But go use money to get, hey man, love to get your support. What would it cost me for 20 minutes of your time? Hey, how? Okay, great. Do I have to join your program? Great. Like go and get help. Yeah. And that, that will really help people get to that next level. Yeah. So simple and yet something that is all too often overlooked. Jay, thanks for being here today. Thanks for sharing yeah, yeah, from your story and your journey and with the work that you do. And for those listening today who want to connect with you, they want to follow and learn from you. I mean, you've got over a million followers on Instagram. You must be doing something right. Where can they find you? Well, I'm a big, I'm a big believer of like, I do what I sell, right? You know, I do what I sell here. So I, yeah, if you're listening right now and you're at a point where it's like, I'm, I'm working it and, and maybe you're making money, maybe you're making five, 10, 15, 20 grand a month, but you're like, I'm not seeing predictability or it's not, I need to get known, right? I can help you. So we need to just have a re look at all what you're doing and how's it working and, and reach out aceofspadesagency.com, aceofspadesagency.com and Tell me that you uh, that you saw me on on Courtney's uh, podcast here, and you know, let's uh, let's talk. You know, you've 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 got to treat it like a business. I think I forgot to mention that. The problem with personal branding and problem with kind of like these coaches, consultants, you you got to treat it like a business, not a hobby, right? You know, you wouldn't start a restaurant with one dollar. Why would you do that with your own brand? So. Yeah. Awesome. Well, Jay, thank you for being here. Appreciate you. No, absolutely. Thank you. And thank you so much for joining us here today on another episode of Anti-Fragile Entrepreneurship. Now, if you want to connect with Jay and get his help to leverage PR and national media so you can increase your credibility and have more authority and stand out and get others to choose you over your competition, then make sure you head to the show notes to connect with him. And at the very least, tap that follow button on Instagram because he's over there every day sharing tips on how you can create meaningful connections with decision makers and get in front of the media and grab their attention and get your brand featured. 
and ultimately make more money simply by leveraging your expertise and skills without having to work longer hours or take on more clients. Now, if you like this episode and you know a friend who would benefit from it, it would mean the world if you just tap the share button and send it to them. And if you love the show, then it would mean the world to me if you would scroll down in your Apple app, tap the five stars, and write a sentence or two, and let me know what you love most about the show. And as always, if you want to connect with me personally, I hang out the most on Instagram. I'm there at the Courtney Elmer. I would love to see you in my feed, so come follow me there. And next week, mm-hmm, next week, my friend, we are talking about the trap of perfection. We're going to talk about why entrepreneurs struggle with this so much, even when they actively try not to let it get in the way of them starting that podcast or writing that book or hitting publish on that Instagram story. And we're going to break it down and talk about how much it's costing you to wait until the right time or to make the right decision. So join me back here next week. And until then, Let's go out and grow through what we go through together. As you might have heard me mention inside this episode, if you want to join me for our next live workshop where I'm going to show you how to avoid the biggest mistakes that cause most podcasts to fail within the first 12 months and literally walk you through the exact framework that we teach our students to launch their shows in the top 100 and convert more of their listeners to clients, just go to the effortlesslife.co forward slash podcast workshop. That's the effortlesslife.co forward slash podcast workshop. 